The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hi guys, how are you doing? This is Mandy and we are here with yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Wheezy is still in Dallas um, getting her coins. Um, You know, she got a new job and I am just free from tax season. So I had some time, so I decided to get up with some good friends of mine to bring you this episode this week. Um, And I guess we'll go ahead and introduce them now. We have, um, I'll start, you know what, we're going to start with the lady because that's how we do so <laughs> we have the lovely Christy Monroe. And do you want to tell them where they may know you from, a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, most people know me from VH1's Love & Hip Hop New York Season 5. Um, and I'm also a writer for Hip Hop Weekly Magazine. I have a love advice column, Love Talk with Christy Monroe, and a few other things. But we'll get into that later. Yes. And then I am also, I have the wonderful, I, I kind of want to roll out the red carpet. Y'all may know him from. No, but we- <laughs> I'm not going to do that. We have um, the Duce Palooza. I could, could I call you the hype man? I know you kind of don't like that. Look at his face. Yo, I can't. Not the hype man? What, what's, what's your title with Duce Palooza? Um, I think I'm the host. Oh, the host. Okay, yeah. host is better. Yeah. You're like a host, right? Yeah, don't do me. Don't do me. Don't do oh, me. <laughs> Break it no. up. Yeah, Already. Host, right? Catch yeah. me outside and won't take Put your best up. And well, well, I know that you are the host of the wonderful podcast, Trapping Anonymous. That's a fact. Um, and if you guys have not listened to it yet, if you guys are looking to, so to subscribe to a new show, Trapping Anonymous is hella dope. Do you want to let our listeners know a little bit what they might expect well, if they listen to your show? I want to do my intro first. Okay, do your intro, son. Is the camera right there? Oh, go ahead. In the camera. Uh, you already know. Chris Stavs, Trapped Anonymous, Duce Palooza. I'm in the building. I hear by mistake, here by design. Y'all know what it is when I'm in the building. Let's get it. Um, Trapping Anonymous, basically. Now, I'm not going to make the show about Brooklyn me. niggas. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I interview, you know, scammers, drug dealers, pimps, hookers, all kinds of people. Um, and we do it anonymously. And, you know, we just get this story. You know, everybody has a story and it's important that uh, we get it out there because there's a lot of lessons that could be learned from everybody's story. So it doesn't always deter people away from the underworld. Sometimes it brings them in, but we want to, you know, g- give them some advice 
um, if they're going to enter that world. And uh, we've done positive things. We've done hedge funds. We've done uh, black entrepreneurs. We've done um, people with HIV, all, all types of topics. So yeah. if you're um, interested, you know, Trapping Anonymous on SoundCloud, uh, Chris Dow's on all platforms. And, yeah, let's do it. Damn, you, you could have gave the handle at the end of the show. You, you want them to, to see who you are now, Right up huh? front. Of right course. up front. At Chris Dow's. Chris Dow's everywhere. This Follow me a, now. This shit is a job. Excuse me. Um, So both of you guys are listeners to the show. We actually brought back a new segment that we stopped doing and we brought it back. So we're going to start off this show with some vanilla shit. What we do with vanilla shit is bring up a topic, um, something that is going on in society and normally it has to do with sex. So, of course, I found a great topic and I want you guys as kind of input on it. I don't know if you have read it, but the president of Uganda is trying to ban oral sex. Because he claims that the mouth is for eating. <laughs> that is his reasoning. Um, he says, well, actually, he blames outsiders for trying to convince Ugandans to perform oral sex on one another. Um, saying that he's issuing this public warning to stop from it. Um, and I was talking with my friends earlier, and I kind of want to know, what are y'all's thoughts on kind of, the government trying to interfere with what we do with our bodies like, and sexuality and like what's going on? How are they even going to know? Like that's, that's <laughs> right? what I had a question about. How like yeah like do you, if if you get caught? I in think your it's home, in the act maybe. So like like prostitution is not people. well prostitution is not legal everywhere and I believe that even if you are a prostitute, you have to be caught in the act of prostitution to get arrested. Correct. But let's think about it. Yes. Like, if I'm getting head, right? If you getting head, I'm getting mm -hmm. my dick sucked. I'm it's, imagining it right now. Okay, good. <laughs> um, it's probably just us in the room. Like if it's you and I, it's just it would just be you and I in the room, right? How in the world? What that's if, what I'm saying. What if you how the fuck they gonna know? Okay. Yeah. That's what. So then, do you get a? Who has the? Th do you get arrested for blackmail? Do you get arrested Why for sucking dick? I think both of y'all would get arrested because you're allowing it. But it's the stupidest shit I ever heard of. And what would be the punishment? They're going to fucking sew your mouth shut or some shit? So, so it's can't... funny because I ended up reading up on him. And I want y'all to know. What a fucking In loser. 2014, yeah. this same president actually introduced a law um, saying um, that you couldn't have same-sex sex. Um, and that if you were someone who was caught having regular sex with the same sex, that you were punishable by law for that. You had all this time to find a topic for us to talk about. What? And you found some. I thought isn't there bigger problems in Uganda? Like Wait, fucking I don't know. I feeding this people. Was a big deal because what if this is something that they bring over here where they start banning? Like, okay, so the president is homophobic. Come on, he's homophobic. He's Obviously, he ain't getting his sex. dick sucked enough, and he's Who's mad. Who's paying prostitutes to have sex? Oh, I'm talking about the president over here. <laughs> Oh, so that's what you wanted to talk about. I is mean, our president paying to have his dick sucked? I'm saying it's just like, it's so many other things that's going on. This is something that was actually made into a topic that a lot of people were discussing. Thank you very much. Okay, I, think, I, I think the president of Uganda should worry about other shit. I just think he's probably a hater because his wife probably ain't sucking his dick. Oh, because that's probably okay. what it is. He's actually, he's, now everybody got to pay. It's funny because. <laughs> no, it, oh, it's, either, it's, either, it's either she ain't sucking his dick or she giving bad head. 
What what's bad head? You know, teeth. Teeth. You know, mouth not wide enough. Girls are still biting dick. She ain't got the suction. Yeah, she don't got the two hand shit. The two hand shit. The two hand shit is okay. It's funny because now you go to jail for that. He introduced it trying to say that oral sex actually causes worms, and I thought I thought that was funny because my mom used to say that. Well, like, why I shouldn't drink beer. She said, if you drink beer, there's worms at the bottom. Y'all's moms never told y'all that no. there was worms at the bottom, I mean, some bottom of beer? You drink liquor, there are worms at the bottom, but it's like part yeah, of the culture. Tequila, of yeah, but tequila, of course. Yeah, I, I used to be told if I ate a watermelon seed, a watermelon would grow on my belly. That's what I, I would be told. Okay, now that's something. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's that Baltimore shit. I, I couldn't drink um 25 cent juices. Was, Why uh, you couldn't drink 25 cent juice? My mother said it was like poison or some shit like that. I'm done. And all I'm the done. kids got I'm to done. drink 25 fucking cent juices. <laughs> I had to did. wait till I was 18 to buy a tropical <laughs> fantasy. And I'm a like, tropical. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this shit is horrible. Okay, that. fine. Okay, I guess y'all were coming on to horrible decisions and thought we were going to talk about something a little bit more raunchy. So that's what we're going to do. Um, the kink of the week was inspired by our beautiful guest. Um, and so the kink of the week, and I would love your input as a hetero cis male on this. Um, and any other men in the room that would like to chime in, I would like that too. So our kink of the week for this week is MMF threesome. MMF standing for male, male, female threesome. It is a threesome involving two men and one woman. There are several options for who actually has sex with whom. So the woman can be in the middle, one of the men can be in the middle, or everyone can have sex with each other. Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring this on because I heard the lovely Chrissy um, speak on this topic, and she openly admitted to enjoying um, MMF threesomes. So what is your take on it? And I also have home mail that I would like to read and ask you for, okay. for some advice. But what is your take on it? And then we'll get to the men. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> I've done it several times. Um, I even <laughs> had two cousins before. Wait, yes. wait. They were cousins. They were cousins. Okay. Um, they were totally cool. Of course, they don't get on the bed. They they ain't with the gayness at all. Okay. They totally weren't touching each other. It wasn't no DP and none of that porno shit. But it's fun because when one is finished, the other one just keeps going. So it's Yo. like just continual <laughs> fun. And you know, like women, like y'all get more horny. You know what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. niggas, we nut and it's like, <laughs> yo, I'm out. women, y'all be like, let's yeah. go again. Did you, you, know did, did you feel like it was a lot of work for you? Because I'll admit, and I haven't admitted on the podcast, but I've done this as well before, um, two men with me. And I, I enjoyed it. Um, Who but set it up, though? Um, we talked about it previously. Um, and it was something where I said I would engage in it because I trusted this man. So he was like, y'all, me and my man want to. He didn't say me and my mans wanna, but I like it was something that I think he kind of had a like fantasy of, and I was like, "Yo, I'm down with it." But it's also like to where he didn't last as long, so I think he just wanted to please me, uh. and because he couldn't fully please me, it was something to where stop fucking these fifty-five year old niggas. That's the problem. You keep fucking these fifty-five niggas. Fifty-five year old niggas for the bag. And don't <laughs> Elderly what a bag. This is what we doing. You actually really don't listen to the show because I actually like young niggas, but I say it's because of stamina. Um, and something that I like that you um, went to, you said that it's kind of like being a queen for the day. Mm -hmm. So as a woman, how do you feel when you're engaging this? And have you asked a guy for it before? And he was like, I would never. Like, I can't believe that you do this. <laughs> I actually cut off. It was a twin, identical twin brothers. <laughs> 
and I was fucking with one, and I told him, we ain't having sex again. He was only 23. I said, we ain't having sex again until you and your brother both come over at the same time. And they would not do it. They kept trying to, they started fighting each other. Like, no, nah, he ain't shit. You need to just fuck with me. You don't want to do that. But they wouldn't do it. I guess they were embarrassed to do it in front of each other. I was like, both, you're both cut off. That's it. Just, how, just not a. How long ago was this? This was a few years ago. A few years. Maybe okay. like four years ago. And so is but this something that. that you've introduced into the bedroom with a partner, or is this something that you do just with, you no, know, I, friends? The first time I did it, I was in a relationship, and he would not fucking stop stressing me for a threesome. I said, okay, but what's good for you is good for me, motherfucker. I said, so we're going to have a threesome. We're going to have my threesome first. I picked which one of his friends. I made him drive to Brooklyn, pick him up, <laughs> and bring him to my house. Hey, and it was on and popping all motherfucking night till 6 a.m. Yes. Like, yes, yes, yes. So that was the first time. What what type of shit? <laughs> what was he on though? Like how did like how was he feeling like, that you said, "I right, I want that friend." He like, said, because niggas feel like you want that and friend. And that friend still DMs me on the See, that's what I'm talking about. That's that bullshit. See, thirsty. Thirsty. Of course he does. Thirsty. So you picked the friend. I picked the friend. And he was cool. And he was so thugged out and just <laughs> oh He was like a crack dealer from what? the hood that worked out. No. <laughs> so did did you eventually switch off and give him his threesome with another woman? Yeah, and it was so lame. He got mad too because he busted in two seconds. And I the girl was more into me. So he went out and laid in the living room, had a fucking attitude. I said, it ain't my fucking fault. Like, fuck you. Well, you disappointed two motherfuckers tonight now. You should have just left it alone. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I actually yeah. just made a post about this. All men were not granted the ability to engage in a threesome. It's not like a it's porno. It's not for everybody. They if, think it's if going you to be don't, like a porno. They do. And if you don't have the stamina, you don't have the girth, let's say you don't like eating pussy, if there's a lot of things that you don't like doing, entertaining two women, don't let both of us down, please. I, so I have a whole mail about this that someone just wrote in, so I thought oh, it was perfect. She said, I just want to start off by saying I love the podcast. I'm a young female interested in having a threesome with two males. This is my wildest fantasy in life, but I've never done anything like this and don't know where to begin. I don't want to do it with two guys that I know because I just want it to happen and never want to face the people involved again. Do you have any tips for me to make this happen? All suggestions are welcome. I really, really want to make this fantasy happen. Go to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> get, you, get you two sanky pankies and call it a day. Give them each 20 bucks. Twenty. Yeah. Wait, they doing threesomes for 20? The men are fucking for $20 U, too? 20 U.S. dollars. 20 that's U.S. dollars. That's over there. Yeah, that's some shit. That's why some shit why do we always... So if Weezy was here, she would say pay for dick too. And yeah. I'm just like... That way you ain't never got to see him again. They don't speak in no English. You don't <laughs> no, tell them your right not name. Not speaking no English. Hey, <laughs> You don't hey, tell them your fucking hey, name. Paying for sex is underrated. It really is. It's a convenience. It really, it's a service. Something mm -hmm. that I would say to do is if you are on a trip, maybe out of the country or in another city, yeah. um, you'd be surprised that if you come off like you want friends in a club or a bar, a lot of them will be they ready to run that. A cruise, please. <laughs> I what, went on what my first cruise last summer. I had every married motherfucker oh, I know. on my shit. After the kitty daycare, look, they had the daycare on the boat till 11 o'clock. So then the wife had to go back to the room to be with the kids. Oh, they was in the club, unbuttoning the shirt, sitting out acting single. I'd be like, wait a minute, I just saw you and your whole fucking family four hours ago at the dinner. What the fuck?
are you trying to do? Well, you know, I'm on vacation and my wife really don't mind. I was like, I'm going to ask her tomorrow when I see you all at the mm-hmm. buffet. Fuck out. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Like, you know you lying. So in terms of this, too, for, for our lady listeners listening who may want to engage in this, how do you bring it up to a guy? I, I just kind of said how I did. How is it that you brought it up to to any of these men? Like, listen, this is what I like. And, is you know, and well, have you ever been? a lot. It's just oh, usually helps. a spontaneous thing. Okay. Like, when I had the two cousins, I was fucking with the guy. He was a Domin- he was Dominican. He, oh, he was so actually, Dominicans be about that He life. was actually my barber at the time. <laughs> and then we all went out drinking. We had another girl with us, but that bitch passed out on the couch. So me and him were in my room fucking, and his... His cousin, I left the door open on purpose. So ah. My bathroom was right by the door. So his cousin walked by and was standing there watching. I was like, I looked at my guy. I was like, is that all right? Like, he was like, okay. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> it just happened. Have you ever been, uh, been, uh, been engaged in this? Friend? How many times have you done this? Quite a few. Quite a few. A lot. Quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been engaged in a male-male-female threesome? And is it something that you would do? <clears throat> Dang <laughs> Yeah, you gotta talk about some MMF. shit. MMF, MMF, like, like to be real, like so. It's just so many different ways to tackle this question. Um, yeah, I have, but it was like it's a, when you when you younger, it's here a train. We go. Here we go. You know this. what I'm saying? Like when you younger, it's a train. So like even even now, it's a train. You know what I'm saying? Because like women, this is like their fantasy. In my, mm-hmm. in my a mind. lot of women. In my mind, this is like a woman's fantasy. You know what I'm saying? So. And women always get looked down upon for anything sexual, and you know that double standard is very alive and well. Yes. Um. So yeah, we we've had training, but you already know. Like, I'm not looking at him; he ain't looking at me. You know what I'm saying? We just doing us. I you get the neck, somebody hitting it from the back. You know. So, what I'm but so you've had a you've had a train. You ran a train, and that's one thing I don't like. I don't that like that makes the, the woman either. sound like she's like a whore. But then if it's a train, bitch, I'm the conductor because I'm running shit. <laughs> All right. Yo, yes. however you want to look at it. <laughs> but, but, see, but, it's, but see, to me, I thought, I envisioned, first of all, a train you can't have just two cabooses. I thought it was a little longer than that. So I thought a train was a little bit more than two men. And I also thought that a train was you one coming in, doing his thing, then leaving, and the next one coming and doing. No, a train doing... is if me and my man got you and we <laughs> fucking you and you giving somebody else top. And we switching. That's a train. You just got a train ran on you. So that was, but that's a younger thing. That's how it's considered when you're younger. As you, when you were an adult, mm-hmm. and this, this shit is so common. It's so regular. I've spoken to women, and she was like, "It was just two dudes I used it's to mess a with." I just asked them. It's it is. It's so. <laughs> it's, it's so regular. You know what I'm saying? But like, don't tell no guy that's trying to like wife you that shit, because no no man is gonna really be on some like. Some man. I was about to ask you. No, no, no. I'm telling you, it's slim, though. never know. It's it's slim, though? Because in the back of his mind, he got to, like, be with you and shit and be like, yo, it was two niggas just dogging your shit. (laughs) Some men get to know about that. But that's what I'm saying. But as as, my wife agencies out here. There there are. I can't wait to find somebody to interview about that, because that's going to be crazy. But as women, we're supposed supposed to be okay with... You wanting a threesome and, uh, and you je- taking and you know two crazy? pussies? Like, and jealousy is like a turn on too. You know Some what I mean? Get a, they oh. get aroused by jealousy. It's like, oh, you fucking it gets that slut. adrenaline. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna like, fuck you better you, than him. You want some this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm really done. I'm yeah, really done because it's definitely one of those just it's double not something standards. You just come out and you tweet about like you know what I'm saying, but you telling us you've had it done to you. Yes. So now it's out in the open. So I can't really t- take that back, can I? I mean, it's going to be in the back of his mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas was wilding on your shit. <laughs> and That's honestly, how niggas think. 
Some men, you got to have just open communication and really I, make sure you I both say it all the time. Go yep. with that. Because some men may take that as a pass to go cheat because they might start feeling a certain ah. kind of way. So that's what you don't want to happen. And it just kills a relationship. This has to be something you both know you're into. If you both know you're into going to swingers clubs and shit like that, it's the same thing. It's, that's established from the jump. But you do that You do that with your, you know what I'm saying? Your, your, you can't your do it with your partner? You, with your wife, it's like, this it's is my... It's always the Madonna whore complex. Hey, <laughs> always. hey, this is my wife. Like, you are my queen. You understand what I'm saying? No, I get, I get what you're saying. The queen I'm that you. I'm cheating on and doing right. all the Yo, filthy listen, shit listen, with, listen, with the listen, other bitch. See, you try, see, don't, don't let that throw you off. No. Don't let that throw you off. <laughs> you my queen. You understand what oh, I'm saying? Like, right. Mm-hmm. This is my wife. You know what I'm saying? So how is it that you look at a woman I'm, I'm in this way here, and can still cheat and on her and do what you do as a man let me finish. and we can't do shit together? Just let me finish what I'm go, saying. Go ahead, Chris. And I got to watch another nigga <laughs> fuck the shit out you. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay, so you're not into it. We've established that. It's not for yeah, you. Yeah, no. It's not I, for I, everybody. It, but I the feel majority like, but I know is, men that ma- it is. But the majority is not into it. No, you're right. You, I, I need to meet all the men you meet because they real. seem to be very, but I, you know. They ain't, they ain't husband material. I'm not trying to husband them. Uh, so you wouldn't, you would wait. That's very important. So That's you wouldn't, you wouldn't cuff a guy who, want, who you wanted no, to have I, a threesome with? I could. I would marry two guys if I could. I oh. definitely would marry two men if they were down with it. But good luck finding that. I like that energy. Okay. But I'm not okay. good with a man fucking another bitch in front of me, though. I'm too jealous. So I have the double <laughs> standard. Look at Chris. I'll fuck a bitch up. If I care about him, I mean, I've had threesomes for like that before, but I didn't give a fuck about the dude. It's so crazy cares? because we've talked about threesomes so much on this podcast. And to have sitting here, have two completely different points of views of it. But for you to sit here and say you love two men, but to sit here and say you couldn't have another woman. That's crazy. It's just, no, that is crazy. Behind the side in that motherfucking bedroom. That is crazy. And this is why I say for a is lot of the- somebody I care about? A lot of the people listening, if you're looking for a threesome to either engage with for fun or in your relationship, it's a super huge importance to have communication. Threesomes are so regular now. They're so regular. I still think you just need to have that communication because knowing that you would be jealous, but then you would expect him not to be jealous. Yeah, it's just who I am, but I'm in tune with who I am, and I know that about myself. It took many years to figure that out. I like yeah. that. Hey, guys. This episode of Horrible Decisions is brought to you by Rode Microphones, the official microphone of the Loudspeakers Network. That is right, y'all. If y'all ain't know, we assigned to the Loudspeaker Network. Since building our studio, we teamed up with Rode because we wanted the best in microphones, and Rode offers professional broadcast quality mics. We have been using the Rode Procaster now for a few months, and the audio quality is amazing. I know y'all talked about our audio being too low. Y'all couldn't hear it on the train for y'all that are in New York, and then y'all said y'all I was having to turn our mics down while y'all was at work because we was too loud. But now we good. Y'all know it's because of Rode. To get more information on the Rode Procaster and Rode's other microphones, go to Rode.com. I'm going to spell that for y'all because some of y'all don't know how to spell. But that's R-O-D-E dot com. Take your podcast to the next level with Rode. And now back to the show. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. I like that. So... For this episode specifically, guys, we're going to take a turn. We kind of just was, you know, a little funny and kinky or whatnot. But I wanted to have these two specifically in here for me because I think Chris is a very sound voice um, and with probing into getting really good questions out. And Chrissy, do you want to share the other part of you that you didn't share in the beginning and and what you do and why you were a voice of this? (laughs) 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 Um, If you want to tell them about your... um, organization the things that I'm doing now yes okay yeah so a lot of people don't realize when I left love and hip-hop um I got into another relationship and with a guy that was 13 years younger he was fine as fuck <laughs> but he was a piece of shit I think they always yes and I almost ended up losing my life this guy was a is, was a woman beater I mean I didn't know that when I met him he didn't just walk up and say hi I, I beat on you know I beat women blah 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 <laughs> right it was a gradual progression so anyway, um, to make a long story short, this man um, almost beat me to death. I have permanent hearing damage in my left ear. He had punched a hole in my eardrum. My front right tooth is bonded where he cracked it in half from punching me in the mouth. He robbed me for over $10,000 worth of jewelry. Um, the whole ordeal lasted about 10 months, but honestly, it felt more like 10 years. I got rid of him finally. You know, I, the whole story would take a long time. Right. Um, and he's also already been back in prison for beating up two other women since oh, wow. since me. So he's just a serial woman beater. Um, but through that experience of almost dying from choosing the wrong motherfucker who was crazy, um, you know, I started a foundation, and it's called Survive to Thrive Global. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. I started it in 2016, and it's growing so fast that I'm amazed. Like, we're doing dental programs, credit repair programs. Um, We just secured $150 million in funding for housing, for a housing program we're starting in Westchester. Um, I have a very strong team on my board of directors, lawyers, doctors, uh, political people. Um, Just everybody brings something to the table, and it's all about helping I say men and women, but I really focus more on women because I'm a woman who survived domestic violence. And for me starting this, I didn't realize how ignorant the public is and victim blaming Mm -hmm. with a lot of the uh, domestic violence of girls. I I wanted to to get in on that for sure. So there's a lot of that stuff. And my goal is to educate and to share my resources. I just spoke on a panel with Mayor Miles Baraka last week. Uh, I mean, last month. Uh, he's the mayor of Newark, New Jersey. He lost his sister to domestic violence, and he has a center. It's rampant in Newark. It's everywhere. And I know on this podcast, we like to preach black love. We talk about a lot of things in the bedroom, communication. Um, but relationships are hard. Mm-hmm. People are sometimes pieces of shit. And unfortunately, love can blind us in a lot of different ways. And so I wanted to talk about four things specifically regarding domestic violence. And the first one, I'm going to read the letter. And if you have any questions as well to add on to this for her, for me, 
this will be kind of like an open discussion, but we I had a lot of people send in letters. Mm -hmm. um, this is one, and I want to talk about um, how you leave, when to leave. And she wrote in, she was like, I was in my first domestic ever, domestic violence issue ever and learned that you don't leave or fight back because for me, I was confused. Here's the man saying he loves me, but yet I'm waking up from being unconscious. I just wanted him to protect me from him, and I went back because I just wanted it to be a bad dream. To me, domestic violence is deeper than putting hands because, like he told me, my outside wounds would heal, which was right, but now my heart and mental state was fucked up. And that took a, a lot longer to heal than this um, from happening at the beginning. And she's just pretty much saying that she's still trying to put herself back together from it. Mm -hmm. um, so in this case, she stayed, um, wanting the protection from him, thinking that it was love, um, thinking that she had nowhere else to go. Um, and I just kind of want to ask you, why do women stay? And I, and I want to ask this specifically because as a woman who has mm -hmm. not experienced domestic violence, I could be one of those that victim okay. blames sometimes well, or may not understand. Down. Yes, I'm going to break it down. And that's always the number one question. From the outside looking in, it's like, why don't you just leave? I had my friend tell me, oh, what, do you like getting beat? It was disgusting. Right. Because a lot of people don't realize, a lot of times women have been with their abusers, say, since they've been 16, 17, since high school. They dropped out of high school, got pregnant. They got three or four kids now. Now they're 40 years old, no job skills, no job history, no money. All they know is this man. All they know is abuse. <clears throat> and they've stayed because he's been the sole provider for them and their family. Where do you just leave to? You've already been cut off and isolated from your family because they're tired of hearing about the shit. Yeah. He's already started shit with them, and they don't want to fuck with you because you're fucking with him, and don't talk to me while you're still dealing with him. Where are y'all going? Oh, the shelter? What shelter? Because the, most of the shelters are crowded, they're dirty, and that's if they have room, or they tell you you can only bring one of your kids, not all four. So where the fuck is, where are you going? It's funny that you say that, because mm -hmm. I spoke with my mom before getting here, and this is something that I haven't really shared on the podcast, and I talked with you about it, about sharing a little bit of my background. So before doing this episode, I talked to my mom, because mm -hmm. my mom was beat on by my dad. Um, I was much younger, and she stayed for a long time with him, and that's what she did to get out. She went to a shelter, because mm -hmm. the waiting list for Section 8 was way too long. Mm -hmm. and, at the time she, and at the time, she could not <coughs> afford mm -hmm. housing for me and my sister at the time. Mm -hmm. So she got up and left while he was at work, and we, she found a shelter. And going to the shelter, we, we lived there for, I'm not sure, maybe a couple months. Mm -hmm. And being in the shelter put us up on the list for Section 8, and mm -hmm. she was able to get a so, house with well, us. you're one of the lucky ones. Another reason why people don't leave. Do you see the one on the news when it's, oh... Uh, a man came, he found his, he killed his girlfriend, shot the two kids, killed his girlfriend and killed himself? Yeah. 90% of the time, those murders are when the woman has already left their offender. Because it was, oh. I told you, bitch, I was going to kill you, ever motherfucking leave me. I found you. They normally go and find them, and there's going to be hell to pay. So it's really that fear. If you ever leave me, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to kill the kids. It's a mind fuck. My uh, question to you, mm -hmm. when was the point where you were like, all right, I cannot continue to do this. Like, what was the the last encounter that made you say? Oh, it was the first encounter, but I couldn't get rid of this motherfucker. He was already paroled to my house. I knew he was a con. Aww. He was the bad boy, but he had a gun charge and drugs. I didn't know he was a woman beater. I let him move mm. his parole to my house. Mm. So then every time I, you know, the first time he put his hands on me, I was like, you need to get the fuck out. I ain't with this shit. He gave me a fucking bloody nose that squirted onto the wall. I had never had a bloody nose in my life. He so was you strong. was trying to leave since the first time. 
He wouldn't leave. He was in my house. Was I was trying house. to get him the fuck out. Since and now it's, time. bitch, you playing with my freedom. I ain't got nowhere to stay. You call my parole officer, I'm going to kill you, you fucking bitch. He would have so bitches then, from so Coney then you Island. Felt, you felt he would have bitches yeah. calling me from Coney Island, telling me my home address and that they were going to come cut me in my face. It was just a fucking nightmare. So how'd you get out? He went yeah. and committed a crime and got fucked up because I used to pray to God, God, please let him get hit by a bus. Like, anything. <laughs> That's what just something happened to no. motherfucker because he was sleeping on my couch by this time. We were not speaking. I just wanted him to get the fuck out. Move right. Your, move your fucking parole, whatever, because like he was going to end up killing me. Wow. The worst beating I had is because I hid my car from him because I didn't want him to drive it. Right. He had a suspended. He was a loser. <laughs> it's my fault. I picked him. I'm not going to, you know. Whatever. It's I was stigmatized in the beginning. No, it was my fault that I dealt with the motherfucker. Mm. I picked him. Mm. I'm not going to say, oh, I was such a oh, victim, victim, like he did this. Mm. No, I chose to let him move mm. in my house. Mm. I chose to let him put his parole there. Right. But like I said, it didn't just happen in one fucking day. It was the mental abuse first, then it was the verbal, then it got physical. It was a gradual progression. It was, the ne- it was I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. I didn't mm. mean it. I'll go to counseling. Fuck that. He didn't do none of that shit. Right. But he went and committed a crime. And he wanted to do a home invasion robbery. He thought the guy was in there alone. No, there was four of the dudes in the basement. And they drug his ass outside and beat him with fucking bricks. So he had staples in his head, knocked all his teeth out. They had to cut his clothes off, I heard. And then This his, sounds like some movie shit. Yeah, his, he was in the hospital, um, handcuffed to the bed with an officer. That was my time. I packed up hefty bags of all his shit. I took it to his cousin's house, changed my locks. He got out of jail because he was under custody. Right. You know, he got, they let him out because he didn't tell them he was on parole. So he was at some chick's house in Brooklyn on that Tuesday telling me, come get me. I'm ready to come home. I said, motherfucker, this is not your home no more. You come near me because I knew he was weak now. He had just gotten fucked up. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, you're going to go. You're going to get fucked up worse. Like, because I just I, I automatically regained my strength. Like, so mm-hmm. I and, felt like God had worked a miracle. And, and with what you do, you did say you cater to women. Mm-hmm. We have a man here and I did want to <laughs> bring up the topic. Um, because I'm going to read, I'm going to, I'm going to read this. I had a friend, um, I won't say her name, mm-hmm. but she wrote me a story of hers, but this relates to her hitting the man first and mm-hmm. her hitting him. So I kind of want to have the discussion, um, from a man's point of view and domestic violence from women putting their hands on men and maybe getting retaliation mm-hmm. and then having to deal with that. So she said, my husband at the time was drunk and I was tipsy. We were driving back from the club. He was upset with me because of his insecurities and he was in my face while I was driving. So I mushed him. He then punched me dead in my mouth. I thought I was going to die in shock. And here I go messing up the goddamn thing. I thought I was going to die in shock. Like, did you really just punch me in my mouth? I was bleeding and I drove to my parents' house and called the cops. But since I put hands on him first, we both could have went to jail. So he checked himself into a mental institution, scared that he would get deported. He called and apologized. I did as well, and we worked it out. But already being over it, sorry, I just got a call. Um, already with me being that he punched me. Um, and then she went into conversations to say how she should feel, being that she put her hands on him first. I wanted to ask you, in any of the relationships you've had with women, have any of them put their hands on Dominican you? Dominican women. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. They be, they be it's abusive? Just, it's just the Dominican women. Just I Dominican women. They always want to fight. No. It's that passion. It's that passion. Oh, here we go. Attaching violence to passion. No, but it's all, both extreme emotions, though. Okay. All seriousness, though, like even when you're dealing with somebody like that, it, for, for one, the moment a woman lifts her hand to like come at a dude or hit a dude or whatever, 
she has to be prepared for whatever is about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I've seen women play around and hit a dude too hard or smack a dude in the face, you know what I'm saying, and on some joking shit, you know what I'm saying, and he fuck her up. Right. You know what I'm saying? The moment you do, like, that gesture, like, when you physically hit a dude, you have to be prepared because you do not know what kind of trigger that's going to set off on that dude. You don't know mm-hmm. people. You know and, what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, and you don't I'll know people with with being in that situation you don't know and all the time we're trained oh yeah guy never hit a woman Walk and woman mm-hmm. and yeah that is that's the worst thing we could we could you teach you can't keep poking the bear basically so they say that, i agree that is the worst thing we could teach because when these same people get into those situations it's over and i have a friend who was dealing with a guy who was much bigger than her mm-hmm. so she would she told me she would beat his ass not really beating his ass but because he was so big she felt like she these, assumed he these, these can't hurt these ain't hurting and him what is, is what it doing teach women. Mm-hmm. and, and then all it takes is one retaliation from mm-hmm. him, and now he's locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to bring this up um, just maybe to have a discussion, or even if you are one of our listeners and you're in a relationship with your man and you decide to put your hands on him. It's um, wrong. Here we are in a, in a room with multiple people, and everyone's kind of shaking their head like the woman is in the wrong Nobody too. has a right to put their hands on anybody. Male, Next. female, male, male, Unless female, female. Unless finger in my pussy, like that's the only way right? I need your, Hello. your hands around me. Don't but, yeah, like, <laughs> you know. Say. Slap my ass in the bedroom, but not in real life. If it gets to that point where y'all fucking putting your hands on each other, it's time to break up. Like, really. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's like, yo, it's bro, like, I'm out of here. Like, It's getting to be too much. Like, yeah, I, I've been that person when I was younger. It? I pushed guys and all mm-hmm. that when I was younger and shit. Stupid shit. And they pushed me and all that shit. Just dumb shit. But when it gets to that point, it's over. So mm-hmm. we talked about the point of, that shit ain't passion. Uh, of leaving. No. I wanted mm-hmm. to bring up... Um, the situation. I, I won't bring up the current situation that's going on right now, but I, I'll mention Ray Rice's situation. Um, if you guys are not familiar with the Ray Rice situation, you've been living under a rock. Um, he was caught dragging his woman out of an elevator, and we all thought it was the worst thing ever. He lost his job. He lost endorsements. Um, and she went back to him and ended up having a baby, and they're still together. What do you, right? Look, we got, <laughs> and I'm what, sure it's still going on, but, yeah. and, and so what do you, what do you say to those I'm women a, who go back and why do women go back? I'm going to tell I you why. Because it's not always all bad. Listen, mm-hmm. you could be with somebody for five years and it's perfect until he starts putting his hands on you. You want to always think that they're going to go back to revert back to that person. Oh. You don't want to go back out and be single. You're, you're used to him. It's the familiar. You're always going to hope and have that one little ounce of hope that he's going to get help and mm-hmm. change. And he's not going to do it again. And, and not even because. And you love them. This is an extreme comparison. So in no way am I downplaying domestic violence. But mm-hmm. like, why do people take people back that cheap? Why do people say that's abuse too? That is, and, and it is, and, and I think that that's funny because that's a conversation that I definitely wanted to have with a couple, and I'm hoping to get one for the live show. Um, but that there are different forms of domestic violence, mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to mean you had a bloody lip or a black eye. It could be emotional, financial. Mm-hmm. It could be financial. Oh, financial. It, explain I that. Do you? I seen a meme. <laughs> It had a girl busting out crying and washing the dishes, and it said, after you find out he's cheating, but you can't say nothing because you're living off of him. Oh. So now you can't even leave. You got to deal with it because he done set up, he done set everything done up set around you. You ain't really working like that. He got the money. He got the bag. He's taking care of you. 
and this nigga fucking Listen. bitches, and you can't even get upset. You gotta be like, <laughs> what do you think Floyd Mayweather bitches? Oh, for sure, that's not a, a goddamn whole, thing. He done took half of them out the fucking trailer park. Where you think they going? Not a motherfucking place. That's a strategy. And I was about to say, you're not taking no strong woman. And nah, he, but they, he they, can't people take it that, all that they, shit back. They, they and fight it on too, certain women with certain the levels of insecurity. The there you go. That's the Ooh. word I was looking for. Vulnerable. Oh. And so it's you like go. They have a radar for them type of chicks, though. And so you go back. But you know what's crazy, safe. though? What? Those type of women flock to those kind of, of guys. So it don't even have to I be so much a guy pursuing them. It's mutual. That that type of woman pursues that type of guy. It's mutual. And so there's a level and of I things that you accept. And I go after money. I, 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 I was about to say, nigga. <laughs> I, go, I know that. I'm an independent Let woman, me but Floyd. I'm going after my nigga. Floyd, money. I'm a single. But that's like saying, <laughs> little, little, <laughs> I'll be part of the entourage. <laughs> <laughs> I need a white phantom <laughs> with CC, CM on the headrest. You can beat my ass for that. No, no, ain't no, ain't no, none of that. We ain't doing that. No, that's not what she's doing. But that's why Miss Jackson left him. No, right, right. right. Miss Jackson left. Miss Jackson left him for that. But like you just said, it doesn't necessarily have to be physical. Those women are taking that emotional abuse. They're accepting the, the abuse because of him being wealthy, him being powerful. And so as a woman... Even if you're saying, I would never take a man who would cheat on me. I'll never accept this from a man. You never say never. When you get in that situation, right. Because, I mean, I'm saying that I would never say. that level say... of money, that shit's hard it's to different. turn down. It's different. Especially if you're used to a certain type of lifestyle. And you you just be in a five-star hotel. You be like, damn. Yeah, you just came from the most like, people be living. To you be like, people be living like this and shit. Like, you got some exotic food you never tasted. Yeah, like, yeah some diamonds it, in your ear. <laughs> yes, you had fucking QVC your whole yeah. life. When I, when I did, uh, I was doing one of my episodes and shit like that, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Just regular shit. Right. We we eating five star restaurants. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, nigga, I just wanted a snack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got salmon and shit. You know what I'm saying? Your stomach not hurting after meals. You ain't got to use the bathroom. Like the, the food digesting right. in the right places and shit like that. So, You're not used to that lifestyle. You'll you, deal you'll, with anything. You'll, you'll put up with certain and things. And I see how women just go after that bag. But at the same time, the value, the value for men is his pockets. The value for women is her looks. So it'll always, always. Everything be. has like its that. price. And my I mother like told me that's so as well. Everything, everything has its price. Everything. And if you know you ain't found that the bag just wasn't big enough yet. That's why I've been out here getting my own bag because I refuse to be dealing so, with none of that shit, man. You gotta, Fuck that. You gotta, you gotta really be. You really at the mercy of somebody else. I can't. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. I agree. So I wanted to bring this up. Um, This actually just happened and was released in the news today. And it's going to lead to kind of why women don't speak out. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring up the Khalees clip. Mm -hmm. So if you guys can listen to the Khalees clip, this is what she had to say. It happened with her and Chris Brown. And the only way I can describe it was like double dutch. Like I felt like, do I jump in? Like, do I say it? Because I had bruises all over my body at that time. Like that day, I remember being in Atlanta, sitting in the kitchen and like, I was like, do it. And I was, and I wasn't ready to walk. I just wasn't. And so I didn't say it. And honestly, because I'm not weak and I'm not like, I'm really private. I don't like people in my business. I felt like this is my partner. I chose this. We're going to do this. We're going to make it work. I stayed for years after that. And just keep it moving. You know, and like I said, I'm not frail. I'm not scared. I'm not, I'm not weak. That part right there. That part right there. What? 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 What about it? It sounded like she was still hurting. I'm sorry. The, the emphasis on I am not. I did not. I am strong. Because it's embarrassing. It's, it's, but, and, but and I was not, embarrassed. Of I was course, embarrassed. And so did, did you tell your 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 friend? So I brought this clip up to talk about um, how people could be going through this, but they're not telling their family members, their friends. They're not telling people. Now, whether this happened or not, of course, Khalees coming 10 years later and saying this happened, I don't want to bash Nas or, you know, put, put who, those allegations to onto she him. she didn't hit him first? You right. Who's to say that? It, of side. course, there's, there's exactly. always three sides. There's his side, her side, and, and the, the truth. truth. Um, and so why might women just not even tell, aside from embarrassment? Hey, hey. Protecting him, number one, loving him. And then Nas is a powerful person in the yeah. industry that she's in. He could have her completely blacklisted, just like... Johnny Depp, when his ex-girlfriend came out, they fucking nailed her to the cross, mm-hmm. taking up for Johnny Depp, calling her whores, sending her people on social media. Send, mm-hmm. She had to shut down her social media, I think, sending her death threats because she spoke up against Johnny Depp, Hollywood's golden boy. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I see it like Emily being fabulous was just seen in Coachella. Right. What and happened we, with that? And we don't you, even... You saw the video. Well, him I saw him arguing and... with the father, but I didn't see nobody put hands on nobody. Well, he, he kind of like flinched at her, was like, yo, and then she was like kind of like running away, and they say he knocked her two front teeth out. Which we don't know, because she was in Coachella it. a whole week, two did weeks she later. she teeth? Was she out I'm with sure teeth? She did. I'm, I'm sure she I'm had sure teeth. She but even, but even that, and that's, and, and me and Chrissy have had that conversation too, knowing that we don't have that video footage just yet, and we don't know who leaked the story as far as what has been happening behind be a closed doors. It could be a bitch he was fucking. It could be a lot of things, but not only that, if she's abusive on her end, and maybe that's why she chose to stay, or even staying, and maybe not only a, a lot know. of people know Fabulous, and a lot of people have come out and said, I've never seen this from him. I've, I've never, never heard that he's like done that. this before. So it's like, honestly, is it happening? Honestly, if no one I is feel it? like, and, 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 and it's crazy because it's just such like a trigger for people. But honestly, at the end of the day, every situation is different. It's different, yep. 
I can't. I Every can't. You can't one. base what happened with your situation to be with Every, why you should have left because you had same thing happened to you. you. We don't know the dynamic of your situation. Right. Everything is different. Everybody's situation is completely different. There's so many different nuances to every single part of what they're going through that we can't just sit here and say, oh, well, Yo I ass think, should leave. Right. They don't they're not with you twenty four seven. They don't know your inner workings, what's going on in your mind. They don't know the good parts, the bad parts, the exactly. indifference. Like they don't know. And right. bottom line, nobody's gonna leave until they're really ready to leave. If they're I able agree. to leave. If they're ready and willing and able and they have somewhere to go, they're not going to leave until they are ready because I have women write me every day and they're torn and this and that. I'm like, hit me when you're out because I'm not doing the back and forth shit. Right, yeah. and that's what happens a lot of times. You my, just stay I had out a, of it. I had a friend um, who my was getting... My resources are reserved for people that are serious. That are done. And yeah. I had a friend who was getting beat by her man and so she would call me and confide and I'd tell her, that's not who you need. You deserve better. I did all of that. Mm. And then who she was with the next week. Start sounding the like a same nigga. And it's just Listen, like, if, and now she has three kids by him. You can't be disappointed by that. And my my thing is also, when I give people advice, the first thing I expect them to do is not listen. Because oh. I'm not going to set myself up for the disappointment. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I let it be known and I leave it alone. I said, I say it. one I time, piece, I'm here if you need me, but when you're serious about getting help, let me know. That's and it. so as a, as a friend, if both of <clears> you had really close friends that were experiencing either putting their hands on the woman or being the woman receiving, you know, this is now t going back to physical abuse. Do you intervene? Do you talk to them? Off. I done cut niggas off. So yeah. as a man, and I wanted to talk about this because I've seen a lot of men ignore their friend beating on a girl, acting like it's not their business. They don't, they, they can't see what their friend is doing. So you've off. cut your friends off. Yeah, for, yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. whack. I appreciate I, that. Yeah, that's not something that I could... That I could stomach, and if yeah. and if I'm not doing nothing about it, and if I'm still being around, I'm condoning it, and I don't want to feel exactly. involved in that situation. Same you know here. I've seen guys like do with the women, and I, I cut them off, and, but I've also let women stay in my couch, mm -hmm. and you know they really they came to my house and stayed away and never went back. So you know, there's you know, and then I've had friends that. Like I said, flip-flop, bitch, don't call me because I'm tired of hearing it. You sound like a fucking broken record. I agree. Until yeah. you're really fucking done, don't call me because I'm busy. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Like I said, my resources are reserved for people that are serious. Yeah. As, a, as a friend, if anything were but to I happen, love him. Do, Shit. You, do you would you feel responsible in no. any way? No. And the because, same for like you? Because, like I said, what? Like if, if something happened to them, If something no. happened. You can't go and pull them out of the house and come you're on. You're right. You cannot. You can't. It's like you're a right. drug addict. When they're ready to stop using drugs, they'll still stop. You can't force nobody to leave somebody alone until they're fucking ready. I That's know, it. I done looked at my own pops. You understand what I'm saying? And watch him pick up a cigarette after getting liver transplant, kidney transplant, this, mm -hmm. that, and the third. And I'm just like, yo, pass me a cigarette. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Because they're going to do what they want to do. Piece. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to understand, you got to leave people in their own mm -hmm. shit. Right. Because now I'm dragged in that shit. Now I'm losing my mind. Right. And you don't give a fuck about my well-being because anyway. you don't give a fuck about yours. Right. They're going to sneak and do it behind your back anyway. You can't force nobody to do nothing until they're ready. Now the Hennessy come it's at the fact. end. Y'all, they came into the studio. I want y'all to know we started a little late tonight. And both of them came and was like, where's the drinks, though? Like, what we doing? Why is there no drinks? As y'all know, me and Weezy don't be drinking. Oh, that's Hennessy. Weezy does other things. And the, um, I just don't be wanting to drink because I feel like this is work and my nails is not letting me open this. But if you could open that, we got cups, we got liquor, we got drinks. I can't even publicly touch that. Oh, you can't publicly touch it. Okay. Oh, I forgot, y'all. Duce Palooza. Yeah, just ask me to Duce. If, 
And we're going to drink that. Do say Palooza. If you guys have not attended yet, we're going to go ahead and close out. But can you let our listeners know what they can expect from Juice Palooza? I have been. I was going from the very beginning. I absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun. You guys just did Atlanta. Yes. Where is the next? Um, May 19th, Hammerstein Ballroom. Um, we're going to do Juice Palooza Open Bar Juice. Was long as supplies last. Um, it's just a good time, you know. It's, it really it's is. Black people, it's brown people, it's people of color. It's just all kinds of people. We just in there, just partying, old school. You ain't got to dress up. You ain't got to wear no heels. You ain't got to be. Don't fancy. wear heels, ladies. You know if you if you ever go yeah. to fucking Duse Palooza, do not wear heels. Duce you will Palooza. be you will be completely <laughs> upset with yourself. The men there don't care if you have heels yeah. on, flip flops on, sneakers on. Just go for a good time. I've had a great time there, yeah, and the I'm mad that I party. can't make this one in New York City. Oh, where you going to be at? Dubai? Um, don't do me. You see? You see? You see my friend Toby? No, I will not be in Dubai. I will actually be in Atlanta, Georgia for our live show, May 19th. Yo, you clap it up for that. Yeah, shout out to y'all. <laughs> Thank Doing you. Live show, so man. if Good you show. guys are in Atlanta or anywhere in the South, come fuck with us um, or fly in. But if you're in New York City because you can't make the Atlanta live show, make sure you check out. <laughs> don't do that. Make sure you check out Duce Palooza at the Hammerstein Ballroom May 19th. And do you have anything coming up for our listeners to look out for you at? Yeah, well, I would like everybody to check out my nonprofit domestic violence foundation, Survive to Thrive Global, at www.survivetothriveglobal.org. We're on Instagram at Survive to Thrive Global. Same thing on Facebook and Twitter at STT underscore global. Also, I'm involved with Celebrity Catwalk. We're a major pet charity here in New York. We pull pets from kill shelters. We get them Love fostered that. and adopted. We do a lot of Just good events. We have something coming right? up next month. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also working for a double board certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Aiden. We have two offices. One is in Paramus, New Jersey. One is in White Plains, New York. Come for a free consultation. I'll get that waist snatched, that body yes. right, baby. And we have a full med spa. I'm a patient coordinator. Get you looking right. Yes. So, yeah, a lot of good so stuff. Nice. And check out my column where we revamping Love Talk with Chrissy Monroe in Hip Hop Weekly magazine. And uh, two other surprises. One is going to be on CBS soon. Major daytime talk show, but I can't say yet. Nice. I like that. And you I, already know what it is. Yeah, no, because you lit. She lit as fuck. And I'm not going to say the name, but I'm it's out lit. every day I'm hustling. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, I'm going to have to have you back so we can talk some real dirty, nasty shit. Because you just Ew. ain't shit. He just talk ain't shit do. in real life. No, not do. We're, we're not doing anything, Chris. We uh, are friends. No, nah, I'm joking. And, um, totally yeah, friends. so totally friends. Friends but don't. <laughs> <laughs> after this Henny, you might just hey! <laughs> hey, I still be on my good shit when I'm on the brown. Y'all make a brown. baby tonight. Hey, chill, chill. Y'all stay trying to offer up my pussy. Anyways, um, got, I mean, my friends. We, Rory was trying to do that shit in L.A. All-Star Weekend. Oh, oh what happened? Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. If Bill no, Gates Rory, was sitting here, you'd be right <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh you'd be like, also my pussy. Also my pussy. Sacrifice my pussy. Can Sacrifice we me at the hotel. I'm not listening to y'all. go to Dubai? <laughs> Anyways, guys, this has been yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. I hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.